Welcome to the discussion exploring the full spectrum of mobile risk in government, sponsored by Lookout on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. Here's your host, Tom Temin. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guests today are Bob Stevens, the Vice President of Public Sector at Lookout, and Kirsten Todd, the Managing Partner of Liberty Group Ventures. I'm Tom Temin. Good to have you both in today. Let's get right to this issue of mobile security. We've got app security, we've got device security, network, many, many layers in all this phishing going on. So what are all the factors that a CTO, CIO, CISO needs to keep in mind when dealing with this whole issue of mobile security? Bob? Well, it's it's uh, what you said. Um, they've got to worry about the networking attacks. They've got to worry about applications, uh, whether there's vulnerabilities written into them or not, um, malware that may exist in, a, in an application. Uh, they have to worry about phishing. Um, phishing a mobile uh, device is, is not the same as phishing um, uh, your desktop. On the desktop, you've got to worry about basically email. Uh, that's the way that most phishing attacks come in. Uh, on the mobile device, they can come in via uh, communication apps like WhatsApp or, um, or some of the others. Uh, they can come in via text. They can come in via surfing or the web. Um, so phishing on a mobile device is something that um, needs to be seriously um, considered when trying to secure the mobile devices. Yeah, that idea of phishing other than strict email, I guess, Kirsten, is really something that you're seeing industry-wide. Yes, absolutely. I think, as, as Bob said, the biggest challenge right now is that mobile devices have multiple vectors for phishing, such as the messaging apps like WhatsApp and uh, Facebook Messenger. The challenge also is that the tools that we've taught individuals and companies to use in order to uh, identify phishing don't exist on a mobile device, hovering over an email address or being able to look at a hyperlink. And the third piece to that is the fact that we use our mobile devices both for personal and professional reasons. And we tend to be less vigorous when it comes to our, our personal use and less careful about what's happening. But the challenge is, is that they integrate on a device and so we can create the interdependencies that uh, then cause the vulnerabilities. And Bob, some of the famous attacks through email have names and network attacks. What are some of the new attacks we're seeing that may be named, that might be originating throughout the world that are hitting through any of these vectors? One of the recent ones that uh, we've uh, we've um, gone public with is uh, a, a threat called Dark Caracol. Uh, Dark Caracol is a nation state. Um, and uh, basically, they got onto the device via phishing. And then once they're on the device, there are an unlimited uh, amount of things that they could do, like um, look at your text messages, your emails, um, turn on your speakerphone, turn on your camera. It just becomes a really good surveillance device uh, for the bad guys. All right. So given all of these new types of threats and these new threat vectors, some of them unique to the mobile world, what should government agencies be doing? What can they do to better protect devices in use by their employees? Government agencies need to identify mobile security as a priority. And I think you know one of the key challenges that we've seen is that it hasn't been a priority and it tends to get grouped into other types of security. Uh, but mobile security, mobile devices need to be protected and the mobile threat protection is critical. We tend to think that mobile device management provides a security for those devices and that's actually not effective enough for all the reasons that Bob laid out. Um, because of the multifaceted threats that are hitting phones, uh, mobile threat protection is critical and that's got to be a part of government policy. I would think user education is always a big part of this because if you get a phishing email, there's a lot of training about that. But a phishing text, that comes with a link also. So is that a component too, Bob? It is. And, you know, it's it's so hard to tell if a text is phishing or not. Um, you know, the bad guys like to use things like your family as an, as a, an example. Um, they may text you, hey, the bus is running late. Um, click here for details. Uh, and you do. And all of a sudden your device has been owned. Um, so 
you know, it's a lot more difficult to teach people how to uh, detect phishing, uh, which is why it becomes critical that you need some sort of phishing um, protection on your device. Yeah, so beyond education, there are specific things you can do. What, what are some of those? Well, there's tools that, uh, that you can buy um, and the government can buy and deploy on the device itself um, that's doing you know, real, near real-time monitoring to ensure that the person um, understands that they're about to be phished and they don't you know, go to those links or, um, or places that they shouldn't be. So these are mobile-specific types of technologies that are, that are related to this whole problem? Yes, it is. Now, Homeland Security has been uh, investing a lot in mobile security as they do across the board. Have you been part of that? We have. We actually have a contract with uh, with uh, DHS to uh, to produce some unique features uh, specific to the government needs uh, that can also be leveraged in the commercial space. Um, I think the contract is about a year and a half old now. Um, but you're right. DHS seems to have sort of stepped up to take the lead in regard to mobile security uh, and, and and is is trying to ensure that not only is the government protected, but also the, na- the, the nation's infrastructure uh, which is also very important. Yeah, so it sounds like you really need to start the mobile security battle at much be- way ahead upstream of the device itself. You need to sort of lay a foundation. So maybe describe the architecture of how a comprehensive solution looks starting at the foundation and building out toward the mobile device. Is that a good way to put it? It is. It's defense in depth. Uh, so it's, you know, one of the things you you need is, uh, as Kirsten mentioned, was the mobile threat protection. Um, you need a, a mobile device manager. Uh, you need some sort of encryption for the device and perhaps a container to keep the personal side separate from uh, fr- from the work side. Um, but it is a defense in depth um, strategy. You can't just put one product on a device and, and assume that it's now protected. I would think it's better to try to prevent as many attacks and device attacks as possible at the network level before they even get to the device. Well, the problem is that the device is outside of the network. Right. The boundary has changed. So the the traditional, you know, networking type uh, um, models. Not on a cat cable. Yeah, they just don't they just don't work anymore. Um, it's it's not really scalable to backhaul all mobile traffic to one location for analysis. I mean, by the time you've done that, the device has likely been owned. And I guess this is a kind of a widespread spread problem, Kirsten. You mentioned the, uh, the Verizon Mobile Security Index, which I think a lot of people look to as a pretty authoritative reference for 2018, indicated some problems here. Absolutely. And I think when you see surveys about mobile use, Lookout came out with a survey that identified that the government said that it had uh, mobile compromises in over 60% of those that were surveyed. And so while there's not that broad acknowledgement on the challenges to mobile security. When you start going deep in uh, to the agencies, you see it as a prevalent problem because we have to remember everybody uses a mobile device. Uh, And so the security around those devices has to equal the security certainly that we've invested in in the past. So it's safe to say that government is pretty much in the same boat as industry and commercial users. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, good. The short answer. All right. On that short answer, we're going to pause here for a short break. My guests today are Kirsten Todd, Managing Partner of Liberty Group Ventures, and Bob Stevens, Vice President of Public Sector at Lookout. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. This discussion is Exploring the Full Spectrum of Mobile Risks in Government, sponsored by Lookout here on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. 
According to Lookout Research, the rate at which people are falling for phishing attacks on mobile has increased 85% year-over-year since 2011. Phishing is more problematic on the mobile device than on traditional endpoints, and it's successful. Lookout offers the next level of defense required to give your agency visibility and protect against mobile threats to government data. Learn more about how Lookout Mobile Endpoint Security protects your organization's sensitive data. Visit lookout.com federal. Welcome back to our panel discussion exploring the full spectrum of mobile risks in government sponsored by Lookout here on federalnewsradio.com and Federal News Radio 1500 AM. My guests today are Bob Stevens, the Vice President for Federal at Lookout, and Kirsten Todd, Managing Partner of the Liberty Group Ventures. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. And let's start this segment by giving a sort of temperature gauge to the state of mobile security in the federal government. And maybe you can tell us, give us an idea of which agencies, you know, in general might be ahead of the game and which might be still stuck a few years behind the uh, eight ball here. Yeah, I think that uh, most of the agencies are are stuck behind the eight ball. Um, I think in a lot of cases, uh, as Kirsten said earlier, um, they've relied on MDMs or mobile device managers uh, as a form of security. Um, But there's a whole, as we talked about, there's a whole lot more that's required. Um, So... I think most of the agencies that we talk to uh, are still behind. Uh, you know, a lot of them are still testing uh, a potential solution, uh, which is quite unfortunate because, you know, mobile moves very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the way that the government typically works and where they and the way they acquire, you know, takes them months and months and months. Well, by the time that they've tested a solution, it's likely that that one is four or five re- revisions old. Um, so I think they've got to really adapt a new system uh, to be able to keep up with this type of technology and to ensure that it's secure. And I imagine the constant updates coming from the manufacturers of operating systems alone makes it a different type of security environment than the desktop, uh, where you have some updates, but you basically have the same operating system for years. That's right. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the mobile device can be upgraded at any time by the user. Uh, it's very hard to prevent that. It's not like the desktop where you can control uh, and to in- ensure that you're on a safe or secure um, ver- version of the product um, uh, or operating system. As you said, mobile devices, completely different. I can upgrade those at any time. Uh, it's completely dependent on, on me as the user. Sure. And Kirsten, what are some of the processes that agencies need to have in place to develop good security plans in the first place? I think the first issue is awareness, and that's something that we're really struggling with, I think, on the mobile security front. Uh, And in conversations that I've had with senior people in government, there's also just the sense that mobile is so overwhelming um, and that we're catching up on security policies from the past right now. And so to introduce this new threat uh, to the present becomes very challenging because it adds another layer. And having a strong strategy um, at the highest level of government from the White House um, would do a lot uh, to help this issue, to identify mobile security as a key security priority for government agencies. Um, And we're certainly hoping that we're going to see something like that when the White House releases the national cybersecurity strategy. Because agencies have been really focusing on cloud and cloud security, and it would seem like mobile is really related to that because the cloud instances of software and applications will be accessed by mobile devices to bring the whole thing full circle to have total flexibility and mobility. So it seems like they should go hand in hand. You're absolutely right. I mean, almost every application on your mobile device uses the cloud. So um, you've got to ensure that uh, not only is the device secure, but also uh, your cloud is secure. Um, But, you know, having said that, there's ways that the government is is trying to do that. FedRAMP is one example of that. 
Um, we at Lookout have embraced FedRAMP uh, and uh, and understand it's really about helping the government understand the controls that we've put in place uh, to protect their data. Um, I just wish that uh, there was more of a, a stick when it came to FedRAMP uh, and agencies would be held accountable when they don't uh, they don't use uh, solutions that uh, that meet those requirements. And you mentioned standards too. The National Institute of Standards and Technology has a mobile security framework too. Is that had traction, do you think, with the government in, uh, in getting over this issue? Well, I think it's so first of all, um, when NIST puts something like that out, that's fantastic. And it certainly sets a precedent and, and a goal marker. Um, it, it doesn't have the traction right now that we'd like to see, but it's a terrific starting point. And again, you get uh, more power and impact when the forces mobilize. So having the NIST standard combined with uh, a national strategy. We have the new CIO who came in, uh, Suzette Kent at OMB. There's an opportunity for her as well as Grant Schneider, uh, who's mm -hmm. working with the National Security Council and the Office of Management and Budget, to take leadership sure. role on this um, and set a standard across government uh, that identifies mobile security as a key priority. Now, the mobile devices really start out life as primarily consumer devices, and yet so many enterprises, large and small, including government, have adopted them. Is there much cooperation from the device community and the several manufacturers and the ecosystem there to aid in the security issue as, as you get from more traditional forms of IT? Well, I think the manufacturers of the devices do as much as they can. I mean, they're trying to protect the firmware and to ensure that the, the integrity of the device is is secure when it comes out of the box. Um, but after that, uh, you know, the user takes possession and the user, again, can do whatever they want. They can download apps um, from uh, basically anywhere in the world. It's not just the app stores. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it becomes very quickly out of the manufacturer's hands. Um, basically, it's when the device is opened and turned on. It's now, it's now up to the user. Um, so, so I think that they do what they can, but uh, for the most part, uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, and after, after um, it's opened and, um, and sure. secure. Yeah. It's almost like cars. You can make them so safe, but if you have a crazy driver, there's nothing anybody can do. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, the report to the president on federal IT modernization does mention that the current approach to cyber is not really all that adequate in the mobile world. Can you comment on that? I think it identifies the issue that government agencies and government policies haven't efficient, efficiently addressed this issue. Um, and I do just want to uh, pull a thread that of what something that Bob mentioned. Right now, sort of the flavor of the day is the Internet of Things, IoT devices. And we talk a lot about the refrigerators that are talking to us. And you made the point about driverless cars. But we're forgetting that one of the most prominent and critical IoT devices is the smartphone, is the mobile device. So if we think about all the effort and energy that we're looking at creating legislation and standards around IoT devices, uh, it would serve the government as well as industry well to start with how we're securing the mobile devices. Sure. And uh, in that regard, in, in, in the vein we've been talking about, about the user idea, Bob, uh, Lookout found that prohibiting personal smartphone use at work has not really had a whole lot of effect, has it? Well, no. I mean, we, you know, the smartphones give people instant gratification. Uh, they also make them very productive at work. Uh, and so, you know, a person that uh, is using a smartphone in, in their personal lives uh, wants every benefit that they get from their work life. Um, so trying to tell a user that they can't use that personal device uh, for work or to even ban them 
uh, just really, I don't think, is an effective uh, security measure. I think the users are still going to try and do uh, everything that they can to use the device just like they do uh, in their personal lives. All right. On that note, we'll take a short break here. My guests today are Kirsten Todd, managing partner of Liberty Group Ventures, and Bob Bob Stevens, vice president of public sector at Lookout. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. This discussion is, is exploring the full spectrum of mobile risks in government. Sponsored by Lookout here on federalnewsradio.com and Federal News Radio 1500 AM. According to Lookout Research, the rate at which people are falling for phishing attacks on mobile has increased 85% year over year since 2011. Phishing is more problematic on the mobile device than on traditional endpoints, and it's successful. Lookout offers the next level of defense required to give your agency visibility and protect against mobile threats to government data. Learn more about how Lookout Mobile Endpoint Security protects your organization's sensitive data. Visit lookout.com federal. Welcome back to our discussion, exploring the full spectrum of mobile risks in government, sponsored by Lookout, here on federalnewsradio.com and Federal News Radio 1500 AM. My guests today are Bob Stevens, the Vice President of Federal for Lookout, and Kirsten Todd, Managing Partner of Liberty Group Ventures. I'm your moderator, Tom Tammen. And let's take a look ahead in this segment and maybe give us an idea of what you see as future uses uh, professionally in work situations for federal users of mobile devices. What are they going to be doing next with them? Kirsten, you want to start? Sure. I, I think we're going to continue to see the technology improve and that mobile devices are going to be used more and more for uh, work functions. Um, I don't think any of us would have thought when we first saw flip phone that we would essentially have all of our personal as well as professional information held on one device. And when you think about social security numbers, when you think about medical information, uh, being able only to access medical information through uh, apps uh, and other functionalities, that is only going to increase. And when we look at the proliferation of apps that are being developed, those apps are being developed for mobile devices. And we're going to start seeing, I think, the increased functionality for work as well. Uh, We see now in companies and industries the the necessity of being able to open apps for uh, something that you're doing in the workplace. So Again, the, the functionalities are only going to increase, and I think the mobile device is only going to become more critical. Yeah, so more apps, more data, and what does that mean in terms of future security challenges? Well, they, they continue to grow, as we talked about. You know, one of the things uh, um, that uh, didn't really exist for a mobile device until recently was, you know, the ability to, uh, to catch phishing um, because of all the ways that you can fish, like we talked about earlier. Um, so, you know, we're going to see more and more uh, security functionality uh, that's required based on the expansion or the use cases um, for mobile devices. And review for us the uh, recent John Kelly breach, you know, a White House-related breach, and also the Strava Labs uh, DOD issue. These have been some big mobile-related breaches. Review for them what happened for, for us, what happened, and what some of the lessons learned are. Well, we don't have a lot of details about uh, General Kelly's uh, device. I, I think what we do know is that it, his except pers- he's not happy about it. <laughs> his personal device was compromised, and and again, if I'm the bad guy, I mean that's it's a soft underbelly for me. I I, I know that there's probably not a lot of security on that device uh, because uh, security is a, in a lot of cases an afterthought for uh, for a mobile device. Um, but I also know that he carries that device with him wherever he goes. So if I can get some sort of malware on that device, and now I can turn on a microphone, or I can turn on a camera, or I can capture his text messages, um, I could be in every meeting that he's in, uh, which represents a serious threat. Yeah, that thought of, of that possibility came to light in the Facebook situation, too, where a lot of people are most, I think that's a greater usage of these types of apps. Social media is happening on mobile devices than on desktops. That's true. Uh, you know, in fact, you know, I think that um, most people access the Internet 
uh, um, via their smartphones uh, at a greater percentage than they do from uh, from the desktop. So um, the use of the mobile device is, is only going to grow. It's convenient. Uh, it gives you the instant gratification. If you look at it from a mission standpoint, uh, you know, if, uh, if uh, you know, the Army has access to an application that gives them real-time uh, information about, you know, where all the bad guys are, uh, their job becomes much more effective. And uh, we've got the Census Bureau coming up in a couple of years using mobile devices for enumeration, uh, coupled with people using the Internet to self-report. They're going to experiment with this, and hopefully they'll get that over the line. So there's a two-way mobile situation there that might be unprecedented probably in, in the nation's history. And it's going to be uh, critical that those devices are protected because those devices are going to have per- personally identifiable, identifiable information, or PII, um, which uh, we know that the government wants to be able to protect um, for all the citizens. And uh, you know, some of these states, uh, not so much at the federal level, but the states are deploying many, many mobile device, m- many of their applications, services to citizens, including those related to elections via mobile devices. There's companies devoted to that whole, whole uh, milieu. Anything to be learned at the non-federal level, but government that could be applied upstream to the federal government use of mobile? I think the biggest challenge when we start to see this happening is we tend to put out innovation uh, outpacing security and that we look to have the technology and the innovation and the accessibility before we're thinking about the security to it. And the challenge with states has always been in cybersecurity, a lack of resources. And my only concern would be as we look to create these uh, accessibility, this accessibility and the interdependencies on how to run some of the state functions without aligning that at the same time with the necessary security functions, it's going to create greater vulnerabilities. And it's actually harder to detect the state level because they're disparate functions. Um, So again, when we are always talking about innovation, it's important that we're aligning the security. And I think mobile devices are gonna represent the need for that more than any other functionality that we've seen. Because if people access government services with mobile devices, they may not be the same as government employees. Uh, And so the issue comes up of the network that you use, because, Bob, earlier you mentioned you're outside of the perimeter of the network, Mm -hmm. so people are using the publicly available uh, networks, AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, and so on, or they might be using the Wi-Fi network of some location, whatever it might be, that is not secured. So that would seem like an area where uh, agencies need to get really sharp, both mainly for their employees, but also for people that might access them through, through those networks. Yeah, an example of that is, uh, is the VA. Uh, the VA, I'm sure, has a bunch of mobile applications uh, that they use. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm sure that uh, the veterans are using them. Um, there's likely to be some personal information in there or some healthcare information. Uh, that, and so the VA really owes it to its constituents to ensure that device is secure before allowing the veteran to be able to enter uh, any type of data that could be damaging. Okay, so in the time we have left, what are the best strategies agencies should pursue now to get around that whole idea so that mobile security simply becomes part of cybersecurity? So as I uh, mentioned earlier, there's several things that they need to be aware of. Um, It's the networking threat or the man-in-the-middle attacks that you talked about on Wi-Fi. They need to worry about safe browsing or phishing uh, via browsing or or texting or um, the messaging apps. Uh, They need to worry about uh, malicious uh, behavior in an application. Uh, They also need to worry about vulnerabilities that that may exist in the operating systems uh, themselves. Um, So there are ways to protect those. Of course, Lookout is one of them. Um, But uh, the agencies really need to understand the complete threat and then take action. But it's really time to get beyond thinking of this just as an MDM type of issue, but really much more comprehensive in terms of the products that you need to protect your devices. 
That's true. You know, and I, I think that uh, perhaps the biggest vulnerability that the government agencies face today is to do nothing um, because the bad guys sure are not, um, aren't waiting uh, to, to attack the device. Okay. Kirsten, final comment? The uh, importance of education and awareness and prioritizing mobile security, and we need to see that at the highest level in government so that agencies have the call to action uh, from the White House to understand that this is a priority and they need to integrate it into their own security strategies. All right, good note to end on. I want to thank today's guests. Kirsten Todd is managing partner of Liberty Group Ventures. Bob Stevens is the vice president of public sector at Lookout. I'm Tom Temin, Federal News Radio 1500 AM. For more on this discussion, go to federalnewsradio.com and use the search term Lookout. Thank you for listening to the discussion exploring the full spectrum of mobile risk in government, sponsored by Lookout on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. To hear this discussion in its entirety and for more information, go to federalnewsradio.com, search Lookout.